Those rights come from God! The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry, it's episode 20. How about that, huh? Planet Rage, and only four people killed, 25 wounded this weekend in Chicago. The weather was a little nicer. Was it? Yeah. Well, that's better than last week. Yeah, the the death rate's going up. The wounded rate's going up got to be consistent that's what happens when people can get back outside when it's not 40 below zero but yep. that's uh that is the insanity <laughs> here on mlk day oh that's right that's what today is isn't it yeah it's yes. a holiday and i tell you i looked and i'm like okay it would be nice to have something positive on the show but that's not what we do is it that is, that is not what we do i mean the first thing that came up which just actually pissed me off yep. when i went to youtube and did a search for MLK. The mm. first thing that came up was Joe Biden's comments today. Oh, God. So I got those and they're going to piss everybody off. But I would highly recommend if you've never heard Martin Luther King preach, if you've never heard any of his sermons, if you've never heard any of the speeches that he has given, I think it's well worth your time to do that research. And it's really interesting to listen now to what was going on then and just hear Martin Luther King, who was a guy that was 100% about uniting people. And you see what's going on today. And of course, there's some of his family members coming out talking all the Democratic talking points and how it's so horrible that the Republicans are trying to keep black people from vote. It's like they're, they're back to divide, divide, divide. Martin Luther King was not about divide. No, no, it wasn't. So this is just bastardizing his memory. The I can't say the only one because I can't speak for everybody in his family, but his niece, Alveda King, I've heard a lot from over the past few years. Glenn Beck has had her on a lot and she's on uh, all sorts of different talk shows and she's very much speaking out against a lot of this insanity that's going on now. So it's not everybody in his family, but it's like, well, good for Alveda. Yeah, you're not honoring his memory to buy into this crap that the Democrats are throwing out there. And it would be nice if Martin Luther King's dream could be realized. And that is for people to all be able to unite, get together, even though you have differing opinions. That's not what we have today. Not what we have today. And it's interesting that I think people forget just how based in religion i mean i know it shouldn't be easy to forget this but you know all of this god talk scares the democrats now so martin luther king's kind of a kind of a dangerous character for them very oh yeah yeah they're they're, i think they're kind of canceling him bit by bit we're just burying him you know well yeah because it's inconvenient sure what he wants it's inconvenient that we should get everybody together. I mean, Joe Biden told us he was going to be the president to unite everybody. Yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> it's not what he's been coming through with. No. He's still talking about, you know, the January 6th thing like it was Pearl Harbor, mm. which is a little bit uh, inconvenient. But there was a lot of the stuff that I pulled for today all came down to the same thing, which was. The Democrats calling for something and pretending to be exactly the opposite of what they are. But I'll let you have a little bit of the rage just hearing Joe Biden speak Okay, on Martin Luther King. Probably the best place to start. A promise it holds that we're all created equal and deserve to be treated equally throughout our lives. Okay, now right there, 
Did Martin Luther King ever say we should all be treated equally throughout our lives? I don't recall that direct quote. No, but I'm, you know, I'm no, I'm no expert. I mean, all men are created equally that I get, but for Joe Biden to come out today and say, all men should be treated equally throughout their lives. So child rapists, Joe, they should all be treated the same as everybody else. Well, you know, when you're a known plagiarist and you're <laughs> and your son is uh, you know international criminal, you kind of want that, wouldn't you? I guess. But it's like that is not something that the average rational person. It's not every person gets treated equally throughout their lives. Now, everybody has, should have justice applied to them equally. I will agree with sure. that. But saying yeah. you should treat everybody equally. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is, I mean, the the, the framers, I think, uh, you know, it was a little bit of hyperbole in that, you know, there really was. Um, we're really not all created equally. We're, you know, there's the, we should we should get equal treatment under the law. Right. And then even if we were created all, let's say they're right. Everybody's created equally. You know, we're all, we're all great looking and strong and handsome and smart. Um by the time most of us are, you know, in our late teens, early 20s, we've sort of modified ourselves, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, you so go through negates, different phases. Yeah. And that, that negates Joey's comment right there about treatment. Throughout. You know, some, some people take another path. Some people choose to, uh, to be bad people. And by that time, they're really not equal anymore, are they? Right. No, nor should you treat them the same. Correct. Dr. King wasn't just a dreamer of that promise. He was a doer. And on this federal holiday that honors him, it's not just enough to praise him. We must commit to his unfinished work, to deliver jobs and justice, to protect the sacred right to vote. Okay, we have to give jobs and justice. That was Martin Luther King's thing, right? I don't remember anybody ever saying that. No. (laughs) I don't. Or the sacred right to vote. This is something here again, the bastardizing of religion from these leftist well no there's no bastardization i I think i think the message is very very clear with joey and his gang is that the state is the religion right i mean that's really what it is this this temple of democracy democracy no 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 it's not a fucking temple never was temples where god lives okay capitals where very flawed human beings hang out and collect outrageous salaries for doing jack shit Big difference, but they, you know, he's going to, he's going to hose, hose himself and everybody else with the religiosity spray, isn't he? And that's what they're all doing now. Well, especially today on Martin Luther King day that, uh, you got to bring the religion into it and it's just so disingenuous, but you're right. It is the inflated ego of these asshats that work in Mm -hmm. the government that want to raise their level up to godlike. Until it's a sacred right to vote, but it even goes a little further. To protect the sacred right to vote, the right from which all other rights flow. So all of your rights, Larry. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes. Wow. All of your rights come from the right to vote, Larry. Wow. Man, that Joey. That Joey. The founders everywhere are like, no, those rights come from God. Not to. That was a good Sam Kinison. Give me that God again. I like that. I was just going to say, I did. I don't even know where Sam came from. I mean, well, it came at, it it was him. You just channeled him in. It's really good. I believe so. That is exactly what I heard at the same time. And it's like, no, these rights come from God. They do not come from your voting rights. What an imbecile. He's such a fucking imbecile. And he says this stuff and people just go, uh huh, uh huh, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Sure they do. You think the media is roasting Joe like we are? I mean, this just happened, you know, within an hour or two ago, whenever he made these remarks earlier in the day. Think anybody's Mm. like, what do you mean all of the rights come from your right to vote? (sighs) It's it's sad. It really is sad, but he was nowhere near finished. The attack on our democracy is real from the January 6th insurrection to the onslaught of Republicans anti-voting laws in a number of states. So the attack on our democracy. So he's co-opting Religion. the memory of a pretty cool dead guy. Right. MLK to uh, cloak himself, to, to bring him into his, uh, his political side. Wow. He's such, a, he's such a cliche, such a weasel, Joey. He really is. Using the memory of somebody who wanted to unite to divide. Yes. That's right. I don't 
understand. I mean, I guess I understand it, but sure. uh, how people put up with it, how people let this happen, hmm. pointing again to, oh, January 6th and right. those laws that these horrible Republicans are putting into place to keep you from voting. Right. Nobody ever wants to talk about what these laws are, though. Nobody ever wants to no. talk about the details. Never. Because the details on every one of these laws that I've seen, and if I'm wrong, everybody, you can reach out to me, Darren at planetrage.show. But all of them have comprised of two major things. One is showing an ID in order to be able to vote. And that is being called racist and horrible. And how dare you? Right. Ask for ID. But then nobody mentions that. I mean, let's just stick in North America because if we can go to Europe. There's like 50 countries, I think, at least that mm-hmm. require ID to be able to vote. But Mexico and Canada both require photo ID if you want to vote. So I guess those are racist countries. Of course. Must be. I mean, Must I be. guess that's why everybody's coming across the border to get here, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> But that's a big part of what these, you know, alleged laws are to keep people from voting are prove who you are to be able to vote. I don't understand how that's racist. I don't understand how that suppresses the vote. It protects your vote because if nobody has to prove who they are in order to go vote, that means criminals. That means bad people are going to vote multiple times, even if they're eligible to vote or people who are uneligible to vote will vote, which means. Your vote will be suppressed if you actually are a citizen and are allowed to vote. If somebody else votes and they're not a citizen or they vote multiple times and commit fraud, that would be suppressing your vote. I don't understand how showing ID is suppressing. Well, you know, if the right had a brain in their fucking head, uh, you know, they would they would cook up a, you know, a tagline, a slogan. Um, to combat Joey's of, you know, voter suppression. No, what, what the Democrats are proposing is vote nullification. Yes. Aren't they? Okay. Vote, vote cancellation. Because if some asshole, uh, does not have the right to vote, well, what does that do to your vote? It just wipes it off the board, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But they don't, they don't think that way. They're not smart enough. That's why they keep fucking losing. And the other big part is in the ballot harvesting, mm. which, I think most people know if you've been following along that if you go to a polling place in America, nobody can give you anything while you're in line. Nobody can tell you who to vote for. Nobody can have, you know, go hold up their signs, you know, go Trump or go Clinton or whatever within X amount of feet of the polling place. Yes. Now, if you go to all mail in ballots, I mean, one, why is that law there in the first place would be the debate. And then second, you do realize if you go to all mail in ballots, There is no protection from any of that. And you then realize who's going to win is whoever spends the most money to get the most mail-in ballots in. Even if they're legitimate people who place those votes, the person that's going to win is the one that has the most money to employ the people to go out and get those ballots, which is exactly what happened in the last election. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Mark Zuckerberg, among others, I'm sure, but Zuckerberg gave over $400 million to go out and harvest those ballots in the areas like Wisconsin, who Wisconsin right now is going, hey, wait a minute, no more of these drop boxes for the ballots. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting fight. But this concept that the Republicans are trying to keep people from voting is a lie. Of course it is. And it's being repeated over and over and over again, even during a speech by the president to honor a guy who was a huge factor in our country's history on uniting people. Yeah. And Joey's going to use his memory to further divide. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Joey. <laughs> it's no longer just about who gets to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote. Okay, what does that mean? He's quoting, he's going to that other Joey, Joe Stalin. I mean, that was his most famous quote. Doesn't matter who votes, who counts the votes. Yeah. Joey knew the other Joey knew that. So what's he saying there? Yeah, same thing. I mean, so, so he's is he questioning who's counting the votes now? I mean, he, is he flipping off and he doesn't know what he's saying here? I don't think he knows. He's an imbecile. And whether your vote counts at all. It's about two insidious things. Voter suppression 
and election subversion. Sure, but the Democrats are the one doing it, Joe! Of course. In his time, through his courage, his conviction, and his commitment, Dr. King held a mirror up to America and forced us to answer the question, where do we stand? Whose side are we on? I mean, this is such a uniting speech, isn't it? Yeah. Whose side are you on? I know what side I'm on, Joe. I do. We're in another moment right now where the mirror is being held up to America, being held up again. The question being asked again, where do we stand? Whose side are we on? Will we stand against voter suppression? Yes or no? Yes, which is why I'm against election. Which is why I'm against the Democrats, (laughs) because I'm against voter suppression. That's right. We're in another moment right now. Sure we are. Where the mirror is being held up to America. It's being held <laughs> yeah, up. He's again. in a senior moment. I know. <laughs> We're being asked. Where do we stand? What side are we on? Whose side are we on? America, Joe. Will we stand against voter suppression? Yes or no? Yes, anti-you. Will we stand right. against election subversion? Yes or no? Yes, anti-Democrats then. Will we stand up for an America where everyone is guaranteed the full protections and the full promise of this nation? The full protections and full promise of the nation. Well, in order to get that, Joe, you have to be honest and not corrupt. And I don't see that happening. No. Yes or no. I know where I stand. And it's time for every elected official in America to make it clear where they stand. It's time for every American to stand up, speak out, be heard. Where do you stand? Whose side are you on? On this day of remembrance, service, and action, may God bless Dr. and Mrs. King and their family. May God bless you all. May God protect our troops. I thought that was kind of a weird end. I mean, not that I don't want God to protect the troops, but uh, he's always weird. And he's the last guy should be talking about holding up a mirror. I mean, what does he see? He sees you see hair plugs, you see fake teeth, you see Botox, facelifts. I mean, don't don't talk mirrors, Joe. Just don't. Yeah. Unite the country. And uh, this is not doing that. This is not uniting the country. This is not saying the other side is only trying to suppress your vote because that's the only way they can win. And this was not just Biden that had this coming out, which is why I thought this was really interesting, because the quote that I had here from uh, James Carvel, who's been around forever. Yes, he has. And has always struck me as a very funny interesting guy to listen to even if you totally disagreed with him but he usually made a lot of good common sense so even if you didn't like what he was saying you know i more times than not would come away just going well i don't think you're doing this the right way but he didn't come across to me as somebody who was going to toe the line and lie about all this stuff but Oh, Carvel lied. I, th- I think he was a weasel, but but unlike Joey, Carvel was a very cagey, smart weasel. Right. There's nothing. There's no flies on Carville ever. Um, you know, so you got to give him points on that. It's like insult. I mean, you hear Joey spewing lies at you, and and they're coming from an idiot. So that's that's like a double slap in the face. <laughs> right. Right. If you're gonna lie to me, at least be smart about it. Exactly. And that is exactly what Carvel's trying to do here on CNN. You talk about the fact that we can't, we pretend to care about child poverty, although no columnist that I read in the paper ever talks about it. It's the lowest child poverty rate we've had in history. We claim that we care about hourly workers. Hourly workers today have more leverage at any time they've ever had in my 77 years of existence on this planet. So he's saying that the administration is the the reason for these things. Well, see right there. There's how he's a liar because he's using that phrase child poverty. What does that mean? Yes. Right. It's a it's a made up term. Kids don't have money. They're not supposed to unless they're like, you know, TikTok stars or something. So that whole thing is just invented. And as far as hourly work, hourly wager, yo, yeah, those those burger flippers and McDonald's and the guys driving, you know, doing their thing at Costco. Yeah, they got all kinds of leverage. The guy's completely full of shit. Yeah, that is full of shit. This is his story. And uh, speaking of TikTok, I saw an article the other day that some of these and I think they're all 
mainly attractive young females right. on TikTok. Some are making up to like 17 million a year. Isn't that a mind blower? I was, I saw that story and I, and I was so curious and I, I, I looked up, I first asked my daughter says, what? And they instantly, of course, they knew exactly who they were talking about. You know, I had no idea. And then I saw, you know, one of these, one of these girls work, you know, and I was, I gotta say, I was underwhelmed. I'm like, holy shit. Really? That's, that's, you know, I thought, gee, Darren would look at this and say, well, that's no Taylor Swift, you know, right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's no Miley Cyrus. Um, I don't get it. So it's a lot I don't get. Yeah. I don't understand how you monetize doing a little dance for like 15 I seconds. That. I don't get that <laughs> either. You know, it's uh, it's a very strange world. But I mean, it it, is. it's probably better than uh, what Carville is doing for a living, though. All right. Yeah. You, more you talk about we want jobs, 6.4 million jobs, more jobs than any president ever created in the first term. So more oh, jobs. More six, jobs. Yeah. But we're, we're not talking about the fact that those jobs were pandemic loss. This wasn't new jobs coming in. Right. If Carvel wanted to be honest at the end of the Trump presidency, you would admit that the economy was so good that this was lifting up everybody. The black unemployment was at historic lows. The Hispanic unemployment at unprecedented lows. People were doing well because the economy was doing well. And then Joe came in and pulled the plug. And then we had yeah. a pandemic where a lot of places, you know, people quit their jobs, especially the, you know, burger flipping. A lot of these businesses closed down for a few months. And to say that what happened in Joe Biden's first term is the biggest job growth ever. Yeah. Not really honest, but that's yeah. what he's saying they should run on. And uh, so that's like, well, the- you know, Carville, when you look at that guy, um, you start to think maybe maybe crazy Alex Jones <laughs> isn't that far off the mark with his lizard people thing. I mean, if that guy doesn't have a mug like a Komodo dragon, uh, <laughs> he really does. You're saying so. he's not a pretty guy, but he does. He does have a sort of reptilian look about him, doesn't he, Carville? I suppose. I mean, yeah. I'm not waiting for him to like pull the skin off and have like a like no. from the 1980s V uh, mini. Someone should make him stick his tongue out at least, see if it's forked. <laughs> that, that I would believe. That maybe is true. <laughs> what you do, Chuck, is you run on what you got. You don't run on what you didn't get. And the stuff you got is pretty good. If they don't pass voting rights, if they don't pass Build Back Better, run on that in 2022. All they going to run on is, is the 2020 election returns or, or getting Adam Schiffer, Jamie Raskin back with revenge. So just focus on what you got, what you've done and what you want to do to make people's lives better. It, that's it. And you got to go out and you got to gloat and you got to promote. So now I like that line. Gloat and promote. You got to gloat and promote, man. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. He was a hell he of a strategist. He knows how the game works. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what he's thinking the Democrats have done to make people's lives better in the last year. He knows he's lying. He knows he's lying. Yes, you have to. Sure. He does. But you're sitting there with Chuck Todd on CNN who's going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if, if inflation is still at 7% in November this year, we'll lose anyway. But I don't think a lot of people don't think that's going to be the case. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? Well, he was the, wasn't he like, uh, if not the architect or the, uh, you know, when he worked for Clinton, it's the economy, stupid. That was, I think that was Carvel's uh, um, slogan. Could have been. And he's absolutely right. He caught himself when he said, I didn't think it was going to be this bad come November. And then said, a lot of people don't think. He didn't say me and a lot. He kind of seemed to want to change course because he didn't want to go on record as saying, yeah, he didn't think this was going to be as bad, but I think he's absolutely right, which is if we didn't have covid and we didn't have the problems that were caused there and the economy would have been allowed to do what it was doing through the rest of Trump's presidency. Joe Biden didn't have a chance, and I do believe that the Democrats threw him out there because they didn't think he had any chance whatsoever of winning because things were so good under Trump. They did not know that covid was coming even though some people want to have that conspiracy theory i don't believe that they knew covid was coming i think that was too late by the time they realized biden was their guy 
and actually had a chance to win because the whole Trump implosion that happened. Because if COVID doesn't happen, the economy is so good. Even if Trump actually was everything that the Democrats claimed he was, people wouldn't care. They'd be like, oh, yeah, so he's Hitler, but I'm making more money. Wait a minute. At the time of the election, the economy was still booming. Man, It was it was chugging along real hot, wasn't it? It was doing okay. It was because of COVID. It was starting, you know, because of all the closures and everything that happened. If it wasn't for COVID, I think he skates in. But because COVID came along, that really was the nail in Trump's coffin. I, I think I think um, that was I think they, they leveraged that pretty skillfully to, uh, you know, I think it was one of the nails, maybe the biggest one, maybe, maybe like a railroad spike. Right. <laughs> but. At the same time, I mean, you had, I mean, from before the guy even was sworn in, they were talking impeachment. They had four solid years of relentless shelling um, of his reputation with bullshit. You know, let's not forget, uh, you know, Comey and all those uh, Federal Bureau of Incompetence with their Russia, 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 Russia was all bullshit, all lies. Didn't matter. You know, they, they finally, they just kept pounding his image so relentlessly that the same people that believe, you know, Joey's speech just now said, oh, yeah, he's he's bad. He's bad. orange man bad. Give me give me Joey. Give me anybody. Anybody. And yet Trump somehow turned the economy around through all of that. And uh, now it seems that Hillary Clinton is just waiting in the wings again. You think so? You think so? Could be. I mean, I don't know. But it seems pretty obvious that she was the one that funded this whole Russian collusion thing, which is hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. That she it's like, and really, she's coming back. I I don't know. It's possible. I mean, I think it would be just, uh, you know, Shakespearean if uh, if it was uh, if it was Hill, Hill and Don again <laughs> in 24. Wow. It's, it's the nobody <laughs> wins to her. Really? It really is. Because, you know, Trump. No matter what, he is not going to be able to govern. Although I guess I'll check that with the fact that if there is a landslide, which is I'm sure what the left is the most paranoid about at this point, which is not Donald Trump winning the presidency because they saw what they did to him the last time. But it's Trump winning the presidency with a Republican Senate and a Republican House because then. Then, then we're going to have some fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's absolutely true that if the economy is still bad at the midterms, the Democrats are going to take a beating. Carvel just said that. And I don't know why he thinks, except, you know, hope and change, how he thinks it's going to get better. I mean, let's remember before Donald Trump took office, when he was out on the campaign trail saying, Hey, I believe in the American economy. We could bring jobs back here. We can grow the economy. We can do this. Remember Barack Obama specifically asked, oh, what does he think? He has a magic wand. Yeah, sure. Then he did it. He did it. Yeah, well, I think Carvel's he's not stupid. And, you know, people, nobody, again, the Republicans, you know, they're so fucking inept. Uh, somebody, somebody it wouldn't take, uh, you know, a, a master's a masterful statistician to somehow come up with a rough sort of a back of the envelope guesstimate of the impact on the economy of Joey's vax mandate. How many fucking people did that throw out of work? Well, I think that was a part of it. I think this was a part of the Democrats wanting to crash the system. Yeah. And so what, so, so they, they take it coming and going because what Carvel's counting on is since the SCOTUS just flipped off, you know, a big chunk of that mandate, a lot of fucking people are going to be going back to work or being offered jobs that they were, you know, thrown out of. Um, and that's going to, that's probably going to goose the economy in some, in some regard, um, before the election. So Carvel knows that he's not stupid. And that's, he's probably hoping to, you know, make hay with that. If you're part of the Democratic base and you don't care about child poverty, you don't care about hourly workers, then you're 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 really not a Democrat. That's really very much like the if you don't vote for me, you're not black. That's right. Same thing. (laughs) It's an interesting concept. Yeah. All right. Now, I think a lot of the Democratic base has not been told or informed programmed the things that 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 (sighs) President Biden and, and, and this Congress has accomplished. 
Okay, what has, why does it tell us, James, tell us what he has accomplished and this Congress has accomplished to help hourly workers and to help uh, the working man? Because, I mean, I know we heard a lot with closing down the pipelines, Mm -hmm. with uh, just absolutely insane policies that have gas prices up, I guess, in some part of California, seven bucks. What have you seen out in L.A.? Uh, I'm seeing in L.A., you know, it's very common, uh, you know, five bucks and up once in a, if you hunt around, you can find places where it's maybe, uh, you know, a little under five, but uh, it's it's high fours and then five and up is the most common. And I think yeah. even people who don't pay any attention to this stuff now know why prices at the grocery stores are going up, mm-hmm. you know, if you can even get what you want, which is also no. a scary thing. My daughter, you know, loves to bake. And uh, we went down to the supermarket uh, a couple of days ago. No cookie dough. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> what? Nope. So, yeah, it's uh, it's insane. It's pretty common. It is insane. Th- to me, those are the things that that, that if I'm a Democrat, I, I much more care about that than, than some word in a dictionary. See, he's right about that. He has spoken out against all the woke stuff. And I will say Carvel's absolutely right about that. They're focusing on the wrong stuff. Good. That 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 children are, are going to bed with a with a full stomach and a in a warm you know a warm house. I care that that somebody an hourly worker is not sitting there working away at seven twenty five an hour. And I see these signs all over, even in Louisiana and South Mississippi, seven hundred dollars signing bonus. Now he thinks this is a good thing, which is again the yeah. most that you can put on something like this which is you now have places like little mom and pop hot dog stands mm-hmm. who are so desperate yep. to find employees that they're willing to give you hundreds of dollars just to sure. come work and Carvel thinks that's good rather than yeah. seeing what it actually is is which is the collapse of the economy yeah you know there's a there's a there's a fantastic um hamburger chain that was begun in Southern California. I don't think it's around as far as, uh, east as you are. I think it's mostly a Southwest thing called In-N-Out Burger. Right. And I mean, you know, I've, I've, there's always like these challengers who come like, I think five guys, was that a Chicago thing? They are around I here. It, I don't know if they started here. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they came out West and tried to like, uh, you know, uh, bulldoze In-N-Out and that just kicked their ass. Cause there's just, they're just the best, best burgers ever. And I saw a sign last time I went over there, big, big placard in the in the window, the drive through, you know, now hiring seventeen twenty five an hour. Damn. Yeah. OK, damn. But, you know, OK, but the prices have, have skyrocketed accordingly, you know, so. <laughs> right. So then you can't afford to eat there. <laughs> right. It used to be a hell of a deal. Now it's like, uh, maybe I'll go to a restaurant. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's crazy. Right. And they can't put two and two together on that. It's like, oh, no. this is so great. They're making so much more money. And it's like, yes, but just like. Right. These supply chain issues, just like gas going up, making everything cost more when that mm-hmm. hamburger patty is now costing more. Those buns are costing more because yeah. they all have to be trucked in. At least the ingredients do. Sure. They don't put two and two together and go, well, yeah, but that's why, you know, you're you're going to be making 20 bucks an hour flipping burgers, but the yeah. burger is going to be 50 bucks. But, you know, I mean, nobody really questions Joey. I mean, it's a build back better. What was it? How many trillions of dollars? It won't cost a dime. It won't cost a dime, said Joey. (laughs) That is because the mainstream media is only concerned with the Democratic agenda, the Democratic agenda. I always say Democratic, but they're always concerned with what the Democrat Party wants. Right. And not with what is good for America. And that is an issue. But let's uh, let James finish here. Those are those are real accomplishments. Sure. And there's something that you can run on. And, you, you, and again, you don't talk about what you didn't get. That, that's mm-hmm. what these Democrats whine too much, Chuck. <laughs> Just quit being a whiny party and get out there and, and fight and tell people what you did and tell people the exact truth. The Republican Party stands for nothing other than let's relitigate the 2020 election or let's get back at Jamie Raskin. That's it. That's the entire platform. So what do you say? Let's get what do you say? Let's get back to Janiaska. What do you say? The uh, Adam Schiff and the people involved in the Russia gate that according to him, all the Republicans care about is getting revenge for Russia gate and relitigating the 2020 election. They have no other platform. 
But let me, I, I, can you play back just that statement? I want to hear, try to decipher what the fuck he said. Yeah, just like early in the thing, he talks about columnists, and I had to listen to it like 14 yeah. times to hear what he was saying. Yeah. Out there and, and fight and tell people what you did and tell people the exact truth. The Republican Party stands for nothing other than let's relitigate the 2020 election or let's get back at Jamie Raskin. That's it. That's the entire platform. I, I, let's, let's get back at Jan Yaskin. Jamie Raskin. I think Jamie was, Raskin. Yes. But uh, get the fucking marbles out of your mouth. Carl. That 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 is that, he does have that uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the big rooster from the cartoons. You know, back in the Longhorn, oh, Foghorn, Foghorn Leghorn. Leghorn. Yeah, that's always been. Yeah. The way uh, James Carville kind of yeah. comes across. But yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting to see this because for the people that are the pundits on the right, they'll tell you that the Democrats have absolutely no platform except we hate Donald Trump. And they're still doing just the we hate Donald Trump. That's all it is. Yeah. But of course, that's why then Carville comes out and like, well, the Republicans only have we hate this guy and we want to relitigate the 2020 election. And, you know, this is where I do agree fully that Donald Trump and the people that support Donald Trump should really stop talking about the last election. Worry about the next one. And here's the beautiful thing. If you win the next election or you get the control of the House and the Senate, you can start some investigations about the 2020 mm-hmm. election. Now, I don't think you're ever going to prove that they were corrupt. As much as I believe there probably was a decent amount of corruption, the fact that it exists and being able to prove it, two different things. And the beautiful part of America is that sometimes the assholes that commit the crimes, they get to go free because we don't want to put innocent people, we don't want to put people in jail just on guesswork or like, hey, I know you did that. You got to prove it. So, it's, I mean, it's looking forward, I think, would behoove Donald Trump and everybody in the Republican Party rather than continuing to point back. I don't think Donald Trump can win. I think you give the mainstream media too much content. You give them too much leverage if all you're going to do is go out there and complain about what happened in the past. I th- hey, you know what? If if somebody just let him, just said, Don, you know, I'll handle your Twitter account from from here on in. He'd be president today. Yes. Oh, I he agree. That's one simple thing. He'd be president. I agree. Because yeah. he just does not. And I like his attitude. I like yeah. the scrappiness. I like the not backing down from a fight, but it will bite you in the ass. Yeah. You're not always going to win. And if you, that's I mean, Joe Biden, these guys. That just we just want to pretend. Let's just give the forward-facing image that the sound bites everybody's going to run with. Right. You don't want them to have any other ammo that they can use against you, mm-hmm. because there is still the whole court of public opinion, and I don't think we're that far down the rabbit hole yet to say there's so much corruption. With the voting system that a Republican can never win again. I don't think we're at that point. I think we could very quickly get to that point if the elections are federalized, something that the Democrats are pushing for, which is Republicans sure. need to come out and explain why a federated system is better, why it's better to have each one of the 50 states handle their election and not, hey, we're the federal government. We can run it. But they're not good yeah. at getting those messages across for whatever reason. I think people would respond to that. True. Yeah. But, you know, every now and then, what is forward facing people snap. And Donald Trump was definitely a guy who did that a few times. And I had heard about this clip that you brought, but I hadn't heard it. So I, I've listened to it a few times. <laughs> a few times. Yes, because like I was doing well, I mean, it's short, <laughs> but I was like, okay, one. I was like, at first I was like, well, is this real? Was this, uh, you know, is this a deep fake? Because this just seems a little out of character, even for the great Scott Adams. And I know he can get a little testy the other day because I am on his locals community. I don't pay, but on his locals community. So when he starts up a live stream, 
Yeah. I get an email and usually I don't see the emails until like an hour later because I don't check my email consistently. So I just ignore it. But the other day it actually hit when I was checking my email. I'm like, oh, let me go check out what his little things, these little videos that he does. And I know he does them daily and he just sits there and talks and I applaud him for it because it's not easy to do as a one person no. show. And you know that we know that, don't we? Yes, we do. To do it live in front of a camera. Oh, yeah, it's, I don't want to tackle that bear. No, thank you. It's a lot harder than people give it credit for. But sure, I'm like, okay, I haven't checked this out in a while. I'd seen little bits and pieces. I went to check it out, and he starts telling the story. One, that two of his iPads broke somehow overnight, which I, I can understand. Maybe it was a software update that went bad, bork something, something went horribly wrong. Hmm. So the audio was bad on the youtube portion but the locals portion was fine and he's telling people if the audio is too bad for you on youtube just go to locals it's free you don't have to pay you can listen there but the comments on youtube just kept coming up about the audio about the audio about the audio and he's like stop talking about the audio there's nothing i can do about it more comments about the audio, more comments about the audio. <laughs> he's being trolled. Yes. Let me stop you a second there. What the, f the guy's using an iPad as a, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a device to do this live stream. Is that, is that possible? Yeah. I guess it is with the FaceTime thing, right? With all of that, it can be done. And I know there are ways to port your microphones into iPads. Yeah. So I think he was using multiple devices for whatever okay. reason. I don't know. Maybe he all doesn't right. know okay. that there is a way to stream one thing at the same time to multiple platforms i'm not really sure right but for whatever reason this, the audio was bad and he's like if you don't stop talking about the audio on youtube i'm just going to turn the youtube feed off yeah and of course they kept talking about the audio so he pulls the youtube feed thinking right. everything will be grand because now he's down to just the people that subscribe to him on locals and then they kept talking about the audio <laughs> But the guy, obviously, he's being brigaded. I mean, there's no question. Sure. Yes. So he sure. cut this thing short after like 10 minutes with the, oh, we're just going to, we'll try this tomorrow. Now, before he even went live onto YouTube, I thought this was an interesting thing to admit to people because I am a poor podcaster. You are a poor podcaster. Scott Adams, not so much a poor podcaster. Right. He admitted, he's like, well, how many people out there have Apple earbuds or whatever they call them? And how many of you? have put them through the wash or lost them. And most people said, no, that's never happened to us. And he's like, well, that's because you bought them with your own money. And that's why you value them and you take care of them. His family, on the other hand, <laughs> not so much. Obviously, the family figures dad's rich or right. the husband's rich. And he admitted that people in his family lose or destroy so many apple earbuds hmm. that it's been averaging him a thousand dollars a month to replace them hmm. now when you're somebody out there asking people for seven bucks a month to support what you're doing do yeah. you really want to tell them your family's blowing a thousand bucks a month just destroying or losing earbuds <laughs> well I, yeah i mean at the same time anybody who's watching this guy and doesn't realize he's got to be pretty wealthy from all these years of dilbert you know they, come on you know but yeah it's a dumb it's a dumb thing to say sure yes i mean it's okay complain that your family's losing them at a high rate right. but to say right literally he said it's now in my budget a thousand dollars a month and then he added i mean yeah i can afford it but still but it's like no don't say like you can afford a thousand dollars a month on losing earbuds. So, I mean, now having that kind of a context, yeah. he did not respond well to this person trolling him. Yes. And I just want to say, I know Larry and I on occasion have a potty mouth, but Scott Adams is going to drop a few words here. He's up with your uh, your Navy SEAL buddy there with this. What's that? What was it? Dick? Uh, Demo Dick Marchinko, right? Dick Marchinko. Yeah, he's up there. He's up there with him. Now, this is somebody who decided to comment. And again, I guess if you're going to get into the uh, the cage with Scott Adams during one of his live streams <laughs> and leave comments, yeah. be aware that you might get the ire of the cartoonist. Uh, here's Shelly. Scott's uh, 
Scott's thousand dollar life is short. We all know you got duped by COVID because your friends scared you into trying to save the world. Time to apologize. We're running out of patience. Shelly, fuck you, you stupid cunt. Uh, let me say that. You are a piece of fucking shit. Do not tell people what they think and then insult them in public, right? You can tell me what you fucking think, you small-minded piece of crap. But don't tell me what I think and then insult me in public when you're fucking wrong. I mean, I do like that he's... It's the, it's the I'm not yelling, it's his normal voice, and he's just saying really bad stuff. Yes. I find that to be but humorous. What's, what's, really, what's really fascinating I found about this, Darren, is, you know, I was never a big, uh, you know, Dilbert reader, but, you know... I read it. I would look at it occasionally and so forth. And the Dilbert was like, he was like this completely milk toast loser. I mean, every time I ever looked at the comic, he always got fucked by the boss or whatever. You know, he was like the, he was like the, the office football, right? Wasn't right. he? And so here's this guy that was writing his character. Little did we know he was like this razor tooth <laughs> maniac waiting. who wanted to behead everybody. It's pretty funny. Yes. Waiting to go off. And I, yeah. I appreciate the rage. It really, it's good. It's good rage. Yeah, yeah it's good. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I was definitely scared about civilization, but that's not, had nothing to do with getting a vaccination because that scare came long before the vaccinations were available. By the time the vaccinations were available, I wasn't afraid of the, of the civilization failing. So you got your facts wrong, got your timing wrong, got your thinking wrong, and you're a fucking piece of shit. Because <laughs> you should not live in a world with other nice people. Because I got a feeling you're just as much of a piece of shit when you go home. I'll bet your family hates your fucking guts behind your back. I guarantee it. With that kind of an attitude. The fact that you could come after me with your fucking imaginary problems, put them in my head, and then blame them for me, means that your family is probably getting the same treatment. I feel sorry for your husband. I hope your husband's watching. Because he's agreeing with me right now. He's nodding with me. Yes, you are an imaginary, shit-stirring, probably a narcissist, piece of shit. So I wouldn't join these uh, live streams again if I were you. <laughs> By the way, that probably demonetized me. But that was worth that was worth $1,000 <laughs> or whatever it is. So, yeah, that was worth is a month of... Uh- earbuds i guess yeah to demonetize that particular video because i guess they didn't like the language yeah pretty funny i mean i thought it was well delivered as a comedy bit as a as something just watching from the audience it was entertaining which is yeah something that we've looked at from day one with this show which is there are some people, even if they're totally legitimately pissed and screaming and yelling and like smoke coming out of their ears, if it's done just right, it could be very entertaining and funny. Well, that's definitely seems, you know, in 20 episodes of this with you, that seems to be your preference for for rants and rages, Darren. You like the like the, the controlled demolition that he just did. Yes. You know? Whereas I, I kind of tend to prefer the, uh, you know, the. Um, the, the, the atomic explosion i, I want to see mushroom <laughs> clouds i want to see i want to see palm trees knocked flat and that kind of thing somebody about to have an aneurysm just screaming yes. at the Thro- yeah throbbing veins in the forehead you know the neck cord standing out yeah that's uh, <laughs> now he could have done that now if you would if you were to take exactly what scott adams just said and you would have done it in the sam kennison voice i mean yeah. it could work you sure. could, you know and you just add the uh you just add the anger in Right. And the, my favorite bit of Sam's whole character was that no matter how pissed off the bit was somewhere in there, you were going to get the his little little laugh that just, yeah. <laughs> just said, yeah. OK, I'm, you know, maybe if you're not in on the joke, yeah, you could realize that this is a bit and uh, and not take it so seriously. But as somebody that does anything forward facing on the internet where people listen we have trolls in the troll room right now at trollroom.io every now and then somebody will get you mad and it's fun to be able to use that platform and take them down now if this could backfire because if you're not good at it Mm. and scott adams at least from this example seems to be really really good at doing this because there's some people who 
you know, you try to get into that and then all of a sudden you just peter out and you looks even worse and uh yeah. And you can't follow through, but that's not what you got with Scott and uh I don't know, I think he's been getting angry lately. He's gone back and forth with the guys on no agenda. And yeah. it, it seems like he's um, I wouldn't say he's out picking fights, but he's getting very annoyed if people say stuff about him and I kind of get it, but you also have a pretty big audience. I'm guessing he's got millions of people that are following him and you know, trolls going to troll. Sure. You know, I do want to say too, Bob Saget, not Canadian. I don't know why I said that in the last episode. Oh, did people say he was Canadian? You thought he was Canadian? Yes, I said it. And then uh, I I got, I got called out on it. Uh Uh-oh. Dame Lisa's like, I looked, I don't see anything that says he's Canadian. I'm like, oh, well, oh, you know yeah. what? I'm like, I'm thinking it was the other guy, Dave Coulier. And then it's like, well, he's yeah. not even Canadian. I think he grew up there, but he, I don't think he was born there. And I'm like, I don't know. Well, you know, to that, just a little cap for that story. <laughs> I thought it's so, so uh, like stupid. Those, uh, who the hell was it? It was uh, John Mayer and Jeffrey Ross went to retrieve Bob's car from the airport parking lot, I guess. And where the hell was he when he died? Was it Vegas? I, wherever he was. He was in Orlando. Orlando. Okay. So there was, it was, you know, and, and, uh, but they, of course they had to live stream the fucking thing. You know, look, look how nice we are. Like, Hey guys, fuck off. If you're going to do something nice. You don't, you don't need an audience for it. You know, everything is content. I mean, you're- everything is content. <laughs> Podcasters were like I, everything. Yeah. Everything's content. Last yeah. week, we ordered from Meyer do the pickup thing because it's free. And it was like 20 minutes late when my wife went to go pick it up after work last Monday. And the guy told her, he's like, well, we're short staffed. You know, I apologize. It's going to be like 20 minutes. And it was. Mm-hmm. And you understand that because we know what's going on right now. Getting employees to work as we were just talking about. Yeah. Then with the, you know, don't come to work if you have any COVID symptoms, which right now. A lot of people got symptoms, you know, (laughs) so I get it. It's going to happen. We're using this as a convenience, still way more convenient than walking into the store. Mm -hmm. But she didn't complain, didn't ask for any compensation. When they brought the order out, they gave her a little card with a code on it that says, you know, here's $20 off your next order. Just put this code in when you order. It's like, oh, well, that's great. Thanks. Yeah. Again, didn't complain, didn't ask for anything. So this was going above and beyond, which was great. They gave a coupon for $20 off. So I went to go order the groceries right. before we did this show. I went online because this is how this is how you buy groceries now is you go on the Internet and you pick out what you want and then you just go to the store and they give them to you. Well, I mean, you have to pay still unless <laughs> unless you loot and do all right. that. But that's different. So Unless it's the, 950 or less in LA, in which case you just walk out with the card. <laughs> yes, I'm, see, I'm doing this wrong. You are doing it wrong. I just need to Wise walk up, in. Darren. Wise up. Take what I need, walk yeah. out. I'd have a lot more money if I did mm-hmm. that. But I went to order the groceries, put that code in, and it came back invalid code. And then mm-hmm. I looked at the bottom of the thing, and it's like valid through March. Uh, I'm sorry, May 31st of 2021. Oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I emailed them. I'm just like, you know, we didn't ask for this. Yeah. And this is a case. And this is what annoys me. Anybody that listens to random thoughts, there've been a few occasions over the last few years where people offer something or do something where it's not requested. It's not like you complain for this, where they do something to be like, Hey, we're going to give you great customer service. And then it ends up being worse and causing more strife like the one pizza place we were always ordering from. They went to a thing where it was a loyalty card, and then it became where the loyalty thing was not working. So it's like, well, now I can't order, and that's annoying, and now I'm going to go somewhere else. Mm. In this case, the same thing. It's like, if you would have just said, sorry, it's a little late, no problem. We would have been done, wouldn't have thought twice about it. But you gave me a card, and then I put it in, and then it didn't work. And now that annoyed me, even though I didn't want it in the first place. I think there's a lesson to be learned there, which is. Yes, there is. If Follow through. That's the main thing, I would guess. If you're a small business and you're going to come out and be like, well, we'll do this for the customer. Make yeah. sure you can actually do it. 
Well, you know, it's that old bromide in business. Always, uh, what is it? Uh, under promise and over deliver. Yes. Piss people off. So yes. And don't piss people off. That is absolutely it. Yeah. But we do that every now and then here on planet rage, but we are a value for value podcast. (laughs) So it all comes down to, if we piss you off that we don't get any value back. So that's fine. Yes. We get it. Unless there are hate listeners, you know, maybe there are some people like that. There are. Yes. Well, there is definitely a market for that Mm -hmm. for a variety of shows that people just listen. And I think a lot of lefties, a lot of Democrats used to listen to Rush Limbaugh just to be able to rant back at the radio. Oh, sure. I don't know if they're doing that as much to people like, you know, Hannity and O'Reilly or any of that. Or his replacement Bongino. Yes. You know, it's, but none see, that's the thing. None of them are Rush and none of them ever will be Rush because you can't recreate it, especially because he was there first. He is to conservative talk radio like Amazon is to book selling and selling everything else online. He was the first. So everything will always be compared. Nobody will ever be that big. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no conservative or otherwise any radio commentator is ever going to be making 30 million a year. People went all gaga that Joe Rogan made what, like 20 or 30 million over five years. Rush was doing that a year. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's in a whole different level. But I mean, we're poor podcasters and we do work on the value for value model. And we did get a boost from comic strip blogger. And let me try to read his uh, CSB. Well, I read his boostagram without the uh, shouty voice. Let me go into uh, let me go into NPR mode a little bit. Uh, <laughs> He's the one that names you shouty, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, the one. Yeah. <laughs> Greetings from CSB to Planet Rage. And feel free to listen to our podcast about artificial intelligence entitled AI.Cooking, read by former BBC actor Gregory William Forsyth Foreman from Kent, UK, and to glance at cartoons doodled by me at comicstripblog.com. Yo. Okay, see, maybe that was better. Maybe CSB. That was a good cold read. It's very good. Better than the uh, shouty voice, so we could have just been like, Greetings from CSB! I like the shouty voice, but you know, we love her. Everybody's got their preferences. So. The, the shoutier, the better. Yeah. But we appreciate that. And he came in with 10,033 sats, which is like $4.27. Nice. Nice. We're using Thank the you. podcasting 2.0 apps, which you can mm-hmm. find at newpodcastapps.com. And that lets you transfer the crypto while you're listening by a minute by minute if you want to do that. Or as CSB just did, you can do a big boost of any amount at any time. You can attach a note. It's all completely decentralized, which is really cool. Yes. And that is, I think, the future of all this stuff when it's going to become commonplace that might still take a while. It's going to depend. The Fed is supposed to come down with some kind of crypto ruling from on high. Oh, sure. And that's going to be interesting because it's been going up and down again, which it always does. It's more up lately, which I'm happy to see, but uh, it could fall at any given time. Yeah. But we also do work with uh, PayPal. So if you go to planetrage.show, you can click the donate button to a one-time or monthly donation. You can use the crypto addresses or the PO box address, whatever you want. We try to make it easy and we hope that you're getting some value out of these shows. If not, let us know. We're both on Twitter. We're both on No Agenda Social, or you can email us through Planet Rage and uh, let us know exactly what's going on. And uh, you should always be listening to That Larry Show. Thank you. And you should always be listening to Random Thoughts. It's always random. That that is absolutely true. Find out all about air tagging. Dude, that is the scariest stuff. Scary shit. Going on. (laughs) Now, I mean, I'm glad. I don't have daughters or kids because this is the kind of stuff that would keep me up. Yeah, really? That somebody's going to slip a little coin size Mm -hmm. thing into their bag or into their coat. Like I said, if you can find a way to put this into like the lining of somebody's coat, they're never going to find it. Yeah. And if they don't use Apple devices and see this, this just the nefarious part of my soul is like Apple knows this Mm -hmm. and this is going to be another sales kind of technique for hey well if you have an iphone you'll know if somebody's illegally tracking you with one of our devices 
Mm-hmm. If not, you have to go and find another app for your Android phone, and that just leads to more issues. And yeah, but people just don't take privacy seriously enough. And as I said on the last random thoughts, if you are front working, you know, if you're a waiter or waitress, if you work as a clerk in a store, using your real first name at this point is probably dangerous. Yes. Yes. I'm sure that's true. Because I'm pretty good at this. I've always been a pretty good sleuth online of being able to find somebody fairly quickly based upon very little information. And it's you have to realize there are so many connections to you. If you're on the Internet and you're posting things on any kind of social media, I mean, one, sharing your picture is always a bad idea. But if you're going to do it, make sure you don't include the GPS Uh, sharing your photos now is problematic because even sites like bing.com and there are others that will allow you to search visually Mm -hmm. scary stuff. So if I am able to take a photo of you on the street and get a good face shot, you can then upload that and say, well, search for more of this person and you'll probably be able to find it. Yeah. Which means there is no anonymity. Somebody sees you out at a ball game or at the store or whatever at a restaurant. It the more photos you post yourself online, the more likely they are to mm-hmm. be able to find you. Yes. But using your first name, stuff like that is still very much because people could do a search like, oh, the, your name is uh, Larry and you work at uh, Radio Shack. Well, that's not too hard to look up. Or, you know, your friends are also the weakest link. Because you want your friends to follow your profile. So if you're the smart one in your group of friends and you're using a pseudonym, but then your friends know what that pseudonym is and they're following you and you all you got to do is be able to track the person to the friend. And I digress. It's just bad. The Internet is bad for privacy. Oh, if you have kids, beat that into their heads early on. Yes. I mean, and I get it. It's this is the insidiousness of things like TikTok, like we talked about earlier, which is. You know, for everybody that tells their daughters, you know, hey, don't don't go posting you dancing on TikTok. It's stupid. They point to, well, this chick is making 17 million a year, dad. And she's really not that great. Uh huh. (laughs) You know, and you're like, yeah, that may be true. But the danger involved in that is just not good. Not good. But I digress. That's leaving on a that's a, on a pretty negative note. But hopefully yeah. it's also positive and understanding that why this stuff is bad and why you need to avoid it. And, uh, you know, making your kids understand that it's like, I'm not just trying to kill your fun, but uh, you don't want people tracking you. And uh, I mean, you would think if you watch enough TV, like all these FBI series, there's always, all the kidnappings and all this other stuff going on. It's uh, yeah. You'll learn from that. You don't want to be a victim. So the less you are on the Internet, the better. I mean, you could do whatever you want. You can post whatever you want. Just don't let people see you. Do not let people know where you are. And, well, yeah, uh, I mean, it's just but they're trained. People are just so fucking trained. Um, I mean, they have no reasonable expectation of privacy anymore. And they 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 just people are so like 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 fucking, you know, seals in a in an aqua show, you know, <laughs> to uh, to to bark and clap for the ball on their nose. Um, and it's just incredible. I mean, every every time you buy something or what's your phone number? Fuck off. My phone number's three. That's usually my answer. Three. <laughs> They look at me three. That's it. Three. Put that in three. Put that in a database. Yeah. And that's going way back to Radio Shack and Circuit City. When I worked there, both of them gone. But that was in the 80s. Sure. You know, and and it's it's just constant. And, you know, and then these people are just willingless, willingly do this shit, you know, on Facebook. You know, I'm safe here. I'm checking in safe as there. You know, I mean, (laughs) yeah, it just is what it is, you know. The information is out there. Yeah. You just have to understand you do control it. You can do things, but uh, I mean, I guess if you're trying to be a TikTok star, then uh, then the yeah, your privacy is gone. You know, the only way to control it is just get off the fucking grid, you know, um, really completely. Um, and the, I think the people that are off, the, the more off the grid you are, the happier you are. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. There's too much. I mean, there's also something I follow this stuff as you do for the purpose of creating content, the purpose of podcasting, following 
all yeah. of the politics. And it's important to understand what's going on there. But if you're working a uh, you know 40 hour a week job, raising kids and got other important things to do, you don't want to get as granular into politics as uh, no. as the people commenting, which is why, you know, back in the day. And I know some people love him, some people hate him, but you had Rush, you had uh, Glenn Beck, Bill O'Reilly for me, still a guy that I trust when it comes to the news they're bringing. What you really need to do is find a pundit that you believe and kind of use that as your spigot to get your information and then still double check a lot of stuff. Or just just you know, get that Scott Adams clip we played on a continuous loop. <laughs> Listen to that 24-7. That'll, yes. that'll smooth that. That'll, that'll shrink your amygdala. <laughs> yes, it'll show you that there is, you know, there is other things going on in the world and not everything is, is as important as you think it is. Yeah. And we're not all the center of the universe. And that is, I think a big part of the problem is as religion has become less prevalent in our society, people have become more narcissistic and the more narcissistic somebody is, the less they're worried about the greater good or, you know, their fellow man, however you want to say it. And I think that is, that is a big issue. So in honor of Martin Luther King, I guess let's just go out and do something nice for somebody after you you listen to the show. That's a cool idea. And Larry and I, we will be back next Monday and I'm sure there will will be more to rage about. No doubt. But until then, I'm Darren O'Neill. He is the one and only the great Larry Blydner. Later, everybody. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Oh, world, do it. Shit.